Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On board this aircraft, there are six emergency exits. Hello, everybody. This is Ron, your captain speaking. We are currently 30,000 feet in the air, and we haven't even left the airport. We just lit the joint. <laughs> just kidding, a little, little pilot humor there. We like to have fun. Our destination today is Casablanca, Morocco. So everyone... Seven footers, what is good? It's your boy, Gerard Hector. I am covering the hosting duties today as Jenna is up in Connecticut, signing her contract with the Connecticut Sun. No, she is not an actual baller. She is the in-arena host for them. So she's up there doing that with the Connecticut Sun. Make sure the WNBA season uh, happens. You guys are checking out the Sun, supporting Jenna. If you're up in that area, go and watch the game. So I put out the bat signal because I was like, man, I got to get somebody to fill in. And it was tough because this dude is, I mean, it's March Madness time. He's getting ready for <laughs> college basketball. He's like, I got time for no NBA, bro. I got I got to put up my number one seeds. We got conference tourneys coming. But, you know, I figure I figure my man, Jamal Murphy, a.k.a. the Black Atologist, will be just the man for the job. What's up, Murph? What's up, man? Yeah, you're right, man. March March Madness right here. You, you're not coming to the uh, – you're not doing the conference tournaments this year? Hell no. Okay. I got you. I got you. You know, you know the ACC is back in New York. This year. Oh, well, then I might. <laughs> what, 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 oh, you're like, oh, the good conferences are up here again. Oh, now nah, 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 I might be going. <laughs> Well, you know, ACC's a little down. Duke, Duke is the only real team. Duke's the only real ACC team. With, with real prospects, uh, NBA-wise, which I know that, that that's what you care that's about. That's what I care about. My, uh, my, my man, Paolo Banquero, looking exactly. legit. He's the real exactly. deal. Exactly. exactly. What, what about what about my Tar Heel? They got anybody good on that squad or nah? Uh, you know, I mean, they, they, got, they got some guys who probably will will sniff the NBA or get it. But they ain't going to do nothing. Mm, most likely not. Most likely not. I could. I could be surprised though. You know, I, I'm not trying to bury kids' careers. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> oh man! Of course, you can find Murph uh, talking all things college basketball, all things NBA, NFL on Bros Pod with the legendary William C. Roden. You can also find his work. I was going to say the undefeated, but it is no longer called the undefeated. It is now called what's the name, Murph? <laughs> Anscape. Anscape. You can now find, you can find his work on Anscape. Wait, and I believe you did something for Sports Illustrated recently. Yeah, uh, recently wrote a piece on Sports Illustrated about a high school girl, Jada Williams, who's uh, taken taken the game by storm. Okay, okay. And you can find his work on SI. See, this, this man is multifaceted. But we're going to be here talking to NBA today, Murph. And what I wanted to get into was it's the stretch run, right? We got about 21-ish, 22 games left, depending on what, what, what the team situation is. So it's the, it's the home stretch. So teams got to get themselves right, get healthy, because the playoffs are right around the corner. So I want to look at some storylines that we're paying attention to as we round out the regular season. So I'll kick it off with you. What is a storyline you are paying attention to and following right now? Well, you know, to start off with, I'll say the Nets, uh, because we we all have to wait and see what that's going to look like. There's a lot of hype about uh, Ben Simmons joining the team uh, with Durant and Kyrie. But of course, we haven't seen any of that yet. And really, it's still it's still up in the air if we'll ever see it. So I think that's that's probably the biggest storyline right now. Remember that that's a team that's still one of the favorites in Vegas to win, if not the favorite to win the whole thing still. So and we still haven't seen the team that that people are betting on to do that. So I think that's probably the biggest storyline. And of course, also you, you know we want to see how this Harden Embiid situation in Philly works out. I know they had two tremendous games to start off but it was against weak weaker competition for the most part uh i want to see if harden can keep that type of pace going he wasn't able to do that in brooklyn he did have he would have games here or there where he looked great but he wasn't able to put you know a real uh solid number of games together like that so i'd be interested to see if if uh, he's able to do that in philly and if uh that hamstring was just a uh unhappy farce <laughs> that Jim Harden may have been sandbagging it while he was in Brooklyn. Hey, man, I, you know, I, I hold I hold James in high regard than that. I'm hoping that's not the case. But uh, the early, early evidence says it might have been. I'm sorry. 
I mean, real talk, that's a bad look for him, right? Like, dog, like, come on, man. Like, we get it. You don't want to be somewhere. But to do that, to get out, it's like, just go through the proper channels and be like, yo, Sean, I'm not happy here. Like, do what you got to do to get me out. Like, don't dog it on the floor, man. You're right. It's a bad look. And, you know, again, everyone in Philly is, like, singing the praises. Like, ah, James Harden's back, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) First of all, shout out to our boy Dexter Henry. Home stretch means it's time for the LeBron and the Lake show to go on a major run and win it all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't never happening. (laughs) They are terrible. We'll, We'll get to that, I'm sure, in a bit. But um, they played the t- they played the Timberwolves on the second night of a back to back, and the Knicks. Right. I mean, let's calm down before we start turning this into you know James Harden's the man and Philly's about to win. Look, Embiid is a legit MVP, MVP candidate, so all all props there. I know what Harden can do. Thibault's a lockdown defender. Maxie's looking like he can play off the ball again. But yo, come playoff time, can you count on Tobias Harris? Can you get like what's what's the shooting situation like? You, you lost Seth Curry. Moss has been ugh, this season, right? Like George Niang, maybe. I mean, you know, so we'll see. When, when the competition gets stiffer, we'll see what actually it looks like. You know, we always talk about adversity, right? And, you know, one of your favorite teams, Murph, the Bucks. The reason why they are confident and why they were confident last year, they've gone through the fire as a team together. They got those touch points to reach you. Like, man, remember when Miami busted our ass in the bubble? Man, remember when like, they got those to lean to – what was Philly got collective as a group? N- nothing, nothing. <laughs> right. You know, I'm, 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 I'm worried about Harden a little bit. You know, even if he shows out during the rest of this regular season, which is possible, he's, you know, we all know he's had issues in the playoffs. So that's something I want to see. I thought Brooklyn, when he came to Brooklyn and he was with uh, Kyrie and KD, I thought that was perfect for Harden because that, that, pretty much alleviated all the pressure he was going to have because you had two other guys and then hit and plus him who you could count on to score. Now it's just the two guys. And I've always been worried about Harden when it's just, when it's just the two guys you got to rely on because that puts much more pressure on him and he's going to have to hit uh, outside shots and play some defense, you know, for entire games and series. So we'll see. I'm not worried about Embiid as long as he stays healthy. It's possible Embiid could carry him. But, but we shall see. I, I'm just a little worried about Harden having to take on that true superstar role in the playoffs. No, and that's, I mean, fair criticism, right? I mean, you look back at his career, we can definitely look to that. And then to your Brooklyn Nets point, I agree, right? This is the team with the most potential in the history of the NBA, right? Like, but we haven't been able to see it because guys haven't been on the floor and been healthy. And I always say this, the biggest predictor of future injury is previous injury, right? It's like, oh you know, man, whether freak or not, these, it's, these are happening, and these guys aren't young. Kevin Durant's 33, Kyrie's 30. Like, yo, if they was 26, I'd be like, all right, no. Like, you know? So the question now is, do they even have enough runway to get themselves together and geared up? Everyone's like, ah, that, that team's so good with Kevin Durant. And I agree, I'm a KD guy. And, you know, I'll take him and four dudes against just about anybody. But, you know, we got to at least play some games together first and get and get ourselves in the rhythm of playing ball again. Remember, he hasn't played ball since mid-January, so he's just got to get his rhythm back in an NBA game, right? And right. Yeah, we, don't, we only got 20 left, and everybody got got amped. Eric Adams lifting, lifting the mandate. Yo, mm. Ky- that's in the not in the private sector. Kyrie can't play no games yet, so we at home, we don't know what that situation is. And if they end up playing Toronto in that play-in, he can't play none of those games because he yeah. can't go, right? He can't go to Toronto, and he can't play at home. So, yeah. I mean, no, it's a, it's it's all up in the air. And I, I think injuries in general, that was another my last real storyline is just injuries, major injuries in general. And that, you know, that includes KD. You know, like you said, he's coming back. Not only is he coming back from having played, but he's coming off an injury. And we and, we're you know, hopefully he'll be OK, but we don't know that yet. So I'm, I'm a little worried about that. I want to see that. But then you have uh, Chris Paul. In Phoenix, he's he's missing pretty much the rest of the regular season. Uh, you know they they have they are not the same team without him. They've already shown that they've already lost a couple games without him. Does he? You know, is he able to come back on time when when they say he will? Is he going to be a, as effective as he was? And then of course Draymond Green in uh, Golden State, same kind of thing. Uh, you know he's supposed to come back soon, but you know will that injury act up? You know the the back injury, I believe. Will that will that act up again? Um, it usually does. So, and he's a major, major part. They haven't been the same uh, team without him. So, there's a lot of key, key injuries we have to look out for. Uh, you know that that's perfect, Murphy. That's actually a couple of stories that I'm looking at is 
the top of the Western Conference, the Suns and the Warriors. Are they going to maintain their hold where they are at one and two? Or is a team like Memphis or Utah going to be able to sneak up behind and get some of these wins because, you know, as you mentioned, the injuries are, that they're looking at? Let's start with Phoenix first. You know, the good thing about Phoenix, Murph, is, is that they played the entire season, like regular season, to win every game. Right. And they jumped out to such a big league. They're still six games up on, on the number two team. So if anybody can withstand, let's say they play like 500 ball for the next 10 games. They're going to be all right because of that, because they took the regular season seriously. Unlike, you know, other teams that didn't do that. If they go five and like Lakers, right? They go five and five or under 500, you know, man, it's a wrap. Like you're falling out of the play-in. But they've built themselves enough of a cushion that they're not going to, the lowest I can see them dropping to is maybe two, possibly three, but I even doubt that. I think they'll find a way to beat up on the teams they should. And they may lose some games to like some top teams, but that's fine. Again, they, they built the cushion for this exact reason. I think because, again, Chris ain't young. Chris is 36, right? So these eight weeks off because it's a hand injury and not he can do cardio and keep himself in physical shape, yo, that might actually be good for him, right? If he comes back in the hands fine and he can shoot and do everything and pass and do his stuff, he just had a nice two-month break, right, in the season to get himself right. And now for the most important part, he can play basketball. I think now we'll see Aiton stepping up. We'll see, hey, the backup point guard position, when Chris has to sit, Alfred Payton, and you picked up Aaron Holiday. What can y'all do, right? And campaign, he hasn't played that well this year. Between the three of y'all, we need to find one solid option between the three of you. Let's figure this out. Well, Leighton stuff up is scoring. We know about Book. Uh, Mikel Bridges has been excellent this year, putting the ball on the ground, not just 3 and D guy, right? Can he show a little more creativity? So I think Phoenix will be fine. Golden State I'm worried about because their defense has slipped, all right? Clearly. And everyone likes to say, Draymond and shout out to Charles Barth, like triple, triple single guy because he don't he don't shoot the ball. True. He doesn't shoot the basketball, but he facilitates so much of their offense, right? Because right. he is a supreme passer, knows where everybody's supposed to be. He's an excellent playmaker. Now you're down a playmaker. So Steph's got to do the bulk of the playmaking. Clay ain't really a playmaker, right? right. Who else is a playmaker on that squad? That, right? So now you're putting, look, Steph, you got to playmake and score 38 tonight. It's like, hell, man. <laughs> like, right. You know, like, that's a lot. Right. And we've seen Steph, you know, struggle at times this year. It looks like, you know, the load at times this year has been a little heavy on him. And you can see it. It kind of wears on him. He's not the young kid he used to be uh, that can just go on and on and on. So I agree with you. And Draymond, you know, you talk about the defense. I mean, not having Draymond Green, uh, you know, defensively is killing them. And not just, you know, we know he's one of the best defenders in the game, even as an individual defender. We know that. But he's a great team defender, uh, very smart, obviously a great communicator, uh, gets on guys, tells guys where they need to be. So not having him is a huge blow defensively. Absolutely. And you look at, too, you you know, first remember it was a calf thing. And then it was like, oh, it's a back. Okay, well, if the back is causing this calf injury, this may be more serious than we thought. He's another one. He's not a spring chicken either, also in his 30s. And remember, these guys were talking about it ain't like they just play regular season games because they play for some crap team like Minnesota, right? These dudes have deep playoff runs over the course of their, those are cumulative miles that don't go away, right? So it's, recovery is going to take time. And if it's a back, who knows if it flares up again. And if, again, in the playoffs, you miss a week, that might be a series, right? Like right. you're right. done. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So it's, it, it's tricky. So those are the two things I'm watching at the top of the West. The other thing I'm looking at, Murph, is, um, the Denver Nuggets. Nikola Jokic is mm. he's another playing like an I mean, you could argue he's better this season than he was last season. That argument can be made and the numbers support that. The Nuggets are of course are of course not as good because they're missing the number 2 and number 3 best player. Yet, they are still in the playoffs. Still top 6 Lakers. What's up with y'all? Y'all can't win no games. You had LeBron for most of the year. Yeah, he was hurt for a little bit when he was out. AD was here. How come y'all couldn't win no games then? But anyway, Jokic playing well, Nuggets playing well, and we hear Michael Porter Jr. cleared for on-court contact. We know Jamal Murray could be back in time for the playoffs. If those two guys come back, Murph, with the way Jokic is playing, what do you think the Nuggets can do this postseason? Well, it's tough. Again, it's, it's similar to what we were talking about before with the Nets. Uh, you, you would have to assume that both those guys need some time uh to, to get back in the swing of things. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. I think is going to come back sooner. So, so it's, you know, it sounds like he's on, he's, he's not that far away. So he might have this 
regular season to do that. We're not sure about Jamal Murray, even though I heard, you know, people who've seen him work out said he looks great. But of course, coming back from an injury like that, um, even, you know, he, it's going to take some time. And in when, even when, when the playoffs starts, he's not going to be 100% of what he was. Uh, but like you said, Jokic is playing so well, he might not need to be, you know, 100% of what he was, you know, in years past. So, um, no, they're, da- they're dangerous without him, you know, without both of those guys. They've already shown you. If they were to go in the playoffs without both of those guys right now, I wouldn't want to play him. You know, e- even as one of the top three, you know, seeds in in the West, I'd be a little scared of Denver. That You know, I know they would at least take a game. They could at least steal a game or two as it is now. So you bring those other guys in, you know, they're well-coached team. They're tough. They play defense. They have experience in the playoffs. So if those guys, if those two guys can give you, you know, just, you know, say 60%, 60, 70% of what they normally do, they're a dangerous team. Yeah. You know, they were a team that before the season started, um, assuming if Murray was healthy and Porter was healthy, that was a Western Conference final pick for me. I was like, you know, I think they can get there and take on Phoenix, right? Yeah. Like, I just, yeah. I like them. And, you know, Jokic, again, he's otherworldly with what he's doing. You know, the one thing I will say that does worry me a little bit is, Again, we talk about the load players have to carry. Jokic has to carry the load all regular season long. Come playoff time, is he going to be like, dudes, I'm fucking gassed, right? Like, I've been I've been carrying y'all all 82. Now I got to do it again for the next 16? Well, if, if so, they better get, rest him now, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right? All right, Malone? If you, if, you, if you see him struggling a little right now, give him a couple of days off right now, okay? <laughs> correct, correct. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing I want to look at, too, is um, Minnesota, man. Look, this is a team that, yo, they're going to make – they might make the playoffs. They, they got a shot. I mean, they're certainly – they're in the play-in. They're projected to finish with a better record than the Los Angeles Lakers. By the way, the Clippers, with all their injuries, oh my. and the Timberwolves, projected to finish with a better record than the vaunted Los Angeles Lakers. Just let that marinate in your mind for a little bit. Hey, and I, I was at that Clippers-Lakers game – uh, recently, a few days, you know, a few days ago in LA, and uh, you know, you just, I just, I just had a feel. I mean, the Clippers, they're the better team. It's just, it's, it's wild to say that based on the talent on the court, but, but they have, they are the better team, and you just, you just had the feeling that they were going to pull that game out, and the Lakers, you know, really played hard. They didn't play hard the next, the next game against New Orleans. It looked like they packed it in, but against the Clippers, they played hard and could not beat. A Clipper team led by who? Tell me who who was out there again. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Terrence Mann, Luke yeah. Kennard, Reggie Jackson. Co- coffee. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Amir it <was> crazy. <laughs> it's wild. I mean, first of all, shout out to Ty Lu, right? Hell of a coaching job. Uh, oh, we know yeah. that we know yeah. Kawhi is not coming back this year, but um, Paul George, maybe possibly it's not looking great for him either but like if Lou's able to do this with this squad Leonard and George gotta feel great about them coming back next season they gotta be like yo look, look how well these guys are playing without us you add us to the mix we're we're legit right we go seven eight deep yeah talk about a forgotten team like what are the, the Clippers whether they come back this year or next year like that's a team we have completely forgotten about in terms of being a true player. We we talk about the West being down. That's one of the reasons the West is down because mm-hmm. because the Clippers are injured like that. But mm-hmm. you add those guys to the mix even next year, I mean that's that's a lot of fun. And you talk about uh, Ty Lu. You know we we got to give it up to him. He's mm-hmm. he's proven he's proven at this point that mm-hmm. he's a, mm-hmm. he's one of the best coaches in the game. And you know I have a lot of Lakers fans uh, who who are blaming uh, Vogel for everything. You know like. Oh, fire! Why isn't Vogel being fired? And I'm like, what? What? What coach out there could even help you? And and really, it's only the best coaches in the game that, that could really do anything for them. And Lou is one of them. Can you imagine if Ty Lue were the Lakers coach? Do you think it would be a different story right now? It's interesting that you say that. Um, I don't know, only because this isn't a coaching problem. This is a roster. It isn't like Frank Vogel forgot how to coach basketball all of a sudden. He ain't right. forget how to coach basketball. The problem is is this roster, and listen, LeBron James's construction of this roster, my guy, no matter what you say about I don't push no buttons, no, 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 my dude, you push buttons, okay? You are the person they don't want to upset. So, yeah, you state your opinion, but it's very clear how you feel. And if they go against your wishes, you start doing what you did in All-Star Weekend in Cleveland. Oh, Sam Presti's so great, da-da-da-da-da, lauding everybody else. I could end up in Cleveland. I'm, I'm going to go play with my son. This is when you start doing all that nonsense, okay? And this is what happens when teams 
let their stars run ruckshot over the organization. Understand why you do it, but this is what hurts you on that back end because players are terrible GMs. Terrible. I'm glad we're talking to Lakers because I have a, I have a few conspiracy theories to get off my chest. <laughs> Not even conspiracy theories, nice. but I love a couple theories to get off my chest. Okay, so LeBron. I mean, you mentioned LeBron. He has been playing well most most of the season, very well most of the season individually. Um, but but after you know after the All Star break, um, and and like you said, he's he's responsible for Westbrook being there. He's responsible for for making for the, a lot of the moves that happen uh, in LA. But the but the report was that they for once at at the trade deadline did not listen to them to him, right? Palinka did not listen to him. That's the report, and that they did they refused to trade uh, Westbrook, you know, for a wall or something like that, or you know, some other terrible deal, and they were going to hold on to him, and you know, until he's an until that expiring contract is an asset, and not you know mortgage the rest of their future just to help LeBron this year, like like normally teams do for him, right? But since then, and especially that New Orleans game, his body language isn't the same. Uh, you know, I was watching the, the the game they lost to New Orleans. He's he's basically pouting, head down, not you know, not getting back on defense. You know, just not playing as hard as he usually does. Do you think that the fact that that they did not follow his instruction at the <laughs> trade deadline that that he might be? I mean, he, you know, we're talking about the second greatest player of all time, so I don't want to disrespect him. <laughs> but is he somewhat packing it in? Like, I'll show you. Listen, Murph, you you know. First of all, we have a 17-year history of what <laughs> LeBron James does. All this passive-aggressive stuff he does. This is, come on, this, this ain't new. This is the playbook, okay? Now, we know at the end of next season, he is a free agent. And if you're the Lakers, you said mortgage their future. Mortgage what future? All your picks are already gone. You ain't they even got nothing. <laughs> they refuse to trade their 2027 pick. <laughs> because that's all they got left. Right, they, right. They, they can't do that. Because remember, they gave up a king's ransom to get Anthony Davis at the behest of LeBron James. Now, to be fair, you won a title. Right. But, Joe, maybe that's all y'all get. Y'all got the one, and that's it. You ain't getting no more, right? So this idea of let's wait till next year when Russ, because let's all be real about something, folks. Russ is opting into that that player option next year, where he he's going to make forty eight million or whatever the hell it's going to be, something astronomical, right? You're going to be paying LeBron forty plus, whatever the hell Anthony Davis. I mean, your three maximum, like those are the three guys that tie up ninety eight percent of your salary. One of them's always hurt. The other one's no longer an elite All NBA level player. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just. So, Laker fans, forget about this year. What y'all going to do next season? It ain't going to be much better. I don't see a way out unless Polinka's like, I'm trading. Like, I'm moving Braun. I'm moving AD. Right? And you mentioned a couple weeks ago. Do they do it? Maybe they do. Maybe this is the time because they don't have no trade clauses. Maybe this is the time you do it. Yeah, that surprised me that LeBron doesn't have a no trade clause. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think – I. I mean, I, like I said, I got Laker fans who have, who have actually all of a sudden, just in the last few days now, have brought that up. You know, maybe we trade LeBron, and you know, how wild is that? Like, how I mean, how that shocked, would be wild? How shocked would, would LeBron be if he's traded somewhere? Like again, oh. you know, and he he doesn't have to okay it. He doesn't have to red stamp. It. He doesn't have to demand it. That's usually he, how he gets. Traded. He he would lose his mind. And the other part about that too is that the Lakers and Palenka and Jeannie Bus. What you're setting yourself up for there as well is you have now made an enemy of maybe the second most powerful agency in the NBA. Some argue the most powerful and clutch. So if you think you get any other clutch clients in the future, you not. And you still and you already got one on your roster. If you keep if you trade LeBron, you still got Anthony Davis. Rich Paul, I mean, right? You got to give it all the clutch guys because <laughs> right because they're gonna make your life a nightmare, right? And it's just there. The, and again, the problem is that the rest of the roster around them. Isn't no. good enough. Yo. They have they have to blow it up. You have. To, I mean, listen. If it weren't LeBron, right? If it was if it was somebody else, if it were like a you know Harden who 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 was like three three more years down the line and he was really washed or something like that, or like you would have you would just it wouldn't even be a question. Everybody would know you have to blow it up. But I just think it's because it's LeBron who's like it's like unfathomable fathomable that that you would ever trade him or you know it just doesn't make sense in your in your head like that you that you get rid of a lebron or something like that but but that's that's where they're at i mean let, let's let's talk about lebron a little bit now 
his his level of play has been high, mm-hmm. but really only statistically. He's not mm-hmm. he's not really is he really affecting winning mm-hmm. anymore? Mm-hmm. Like I was mm-hmm. thinking about this the other day. Is you know we we always used to get on Westbrook. He put up mm-hmm. stats and num and numbers, mm-hmm. but was he mm-hmm. was he a winning player? And mm-hmm. and, I'm, and at some point in his career, he was. I believe Westbrook was a winning player, mm-hmm. like when he was younger. But right now, and yep. I know LeBron is great, and he's one of the greatest of all time. But is he a winning player? I've been watching the Lakers this year, and he's putting. Up, I have him on a fantasy team. He's doing fine for my fantasy. Team. <laughs> he's killing you, he's you, killing. you. I'm making all the money on fantasy. Yeah, he's he's, he's <laughs> when he's when he's healthy, he's helping my fantasy team. But he's not. They're not winning any games. So here here's my favorite. Um, all-in-one metric to use, as you know, is estimated plus-minus, right? Because that is the best indicator of when you were on the floor adjusted for your competition, what does your team typically do? A plus is good, a minus is bad, right? LeBron is fifth in the NBA in estimated plus-minus. So when he is on the floor, the Lakers outscore their opponents by 6.4 points per possession. Now, the problem is everybody else on the Lakers squad is at a net negative. So... He cannot carry, right? So like when you, and their overall team, they're a negative 2.2 as a team, right? So he can't sit for even a millisecond because even when he doesn't sit, because they're, everybody else is so bad, they're barely holding on. Look, remember who yes, they've sir. gotten rid of to, uh, to to bring all this stuff in here? Uh, Brandon Ingram, right? Lonzo Ball, yep. Alex Caruso, yep. KCP, mm-hmm. Kyle Kuh- I mean, You think any of them five players would be better off here the Lakers would be way better if they had any of them five than what they have now. Absolutely, they'd be better. And it goes back to Vogel. You're right; he hasn't forgotten how to coach, but he w- but he's not like a versatile coach. Like he he's a he's mm-hmm. ba- he's a defensive coach. Mm-hmm. He's he's a and, guy. And you got no defenders. And, and, and you got no and defenders. You gave him no defenders. You gave him 37 year old Carmelo. <laughs> you gave him however old Westbrook is, but he's at the Who end. Don't play no defense. You know, no de- LeBron is about 37. <laughs> you know he can't do what he used to do. I mean. He he has no defenders to work Nothing. with, so basically, you know why why is he the coach? Because what his strength you didn't you didn't help him out, and when you did when you did give him players that that worked with his strength, they won a chip. I mean, it seems like simple math to me, right? I don't know, <laughs> but hey, like it'll be interesting to see what the Lakers do this off season. Uh, because look, even if they manage to stay in the playing range, they ain't making no playoffs. Like I have no confidence they're going to win the requisite games necessary to get themselves into the playoffs. And even if by some miracle they do, because let's keep it real, Anthony Davis ain't coming back and saving y'all. I don't see it. No. And even if that does happen and they become the eight or the seven seed, they're getting the doors blown off them by whoever is the one or the two seed. They're not beating either of those teams at the top no, of the conference. They haven't beaten good teams all year. <laughs> right. no, period. Period. So, what, what, yeah, what, make, what makes people think they could, first of all, you know, get to a higher seed? And if, if they do, and they play, if they play a top four seed, they're not in that class. Yeah. They're not even in They're not in Denver's class. Nope. You know? they're, right. so, they're, they're not. They're not in Denver's class. They're not in Memphis's class. They're not in Utah's class. Nope. They're not in any of Dallas? Not, no, like, no. Any of those teams. I'm expecting, you know, I saw that Dallas five and a half today. I jumped on that, even though, you know, <laughs> I'm a little worried the Lakers, will, they were so bad last game that right. they might come out put, strong. put together one game. Um, but, you know, you whenever you see them play a pretty good team, you, you roll with the other team. Well, shout out to uh, Dexter Henry in the chat who said the king equals, equals the goat GM. You definitely got to, <laughs> you don't get rid of the goat GM. Yeah, I think you do. But uh, we did our, our pre-TNT Tuesday Night Bet show when, and Dexter said, I'm not taking anything with the Lakers. I'm going Mavericks heavy tonight. Yeah. Keep in mind, Mavericks are the number five defense in the NBA. Yep. And the, yep. the Lakers struggle to score the basketball. Hey, I mean, maybe maybe they should have kept Jason Kidd if they wanted to make a coaching change <laughs> maybe, a year earlier. Maybe, maybe. Oh, man. But, yeah, it's it's not looking great in Lakeland. Anyway, those are some things we're looking at right now. Now what I want to talk about, Murph, getting towards the end of the season, it's all NBA time. Now, mm-hmm. this, as everyone knows, I, and most people, you should, but I view all NBA as far more important than all-star, right? This is, this is the, you make all NBA, you are one of the 15 best players in the league, and it's, and so do their paychecks. Yeah, and your paychecks, yes. Tell you that, oh, I'm all NBA. All right, so, which is ridiculous, but they're going to do it. Right. They make you do all NBA by position. One center, two forwards, two guards. I thought I thought we were, this was positionless basketball. I, thought yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Adam Silver. He didn't get the memo? He didn't get the memo. Adam, 
for all-star and for all NBA, get rid of positions. Just take the 15 best dudes and whatever. Just do that. Forget this position crap. But anyway, this is what we got to do. So we're going to vote based on positions. So I figure what I do is I'm going to throw out the people who I think are eligible based on position. And then we realize, well, you can only have so many of them. So who's getting cut? Mm, So let's, it's for sure. Let's look at centers. All right. You got Embiid, Jokic, Jared Allen, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns. I gave you five centers. We only got three spots. Who getting cut? Oh, for just the two who have to go from the yeah, from the... two got to go. We only got room for three. So give me those again: MB, Jokic, MB, Jokic, Gobert, um, Towns. Towns, and Jared Allen. All right, so Allen has to go. I love you know he's a, you know <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean there's no disrespect. I mean he's a good young player, but he's not a, he's not in the class of these other guys. And well, before I, you say that, before you say that, I will make this point. Mm-hmm. Of the uh, of the guys you're going to cut, Jared Allen by far the highest estimated plus minus. Yeah, Just, but you got to give some credit to his teammates on that one. <laughs> you, you're right. You're you right. Know, Evan Mobley doing his they thing. Have deep, they have a deep team. They do. You know, Darius Garland. Yeah, they're doing their thing. Yeah, so he has he has a lot of help, a lot of young help over there. Uh, so I, I'm going to cut Allen, and I'm going to cut I'm going to cut Car Anthony Towns. Okay, and, you know, as, as much as I always love to pile on Gobert, I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Um, he's he's proven you know how big a piece he is to Utah. Uh, as you always say, defense is half is half it, the it's game. Ha- it is half the game, friends. At, at least, at least um, sometimes more. <laughs> right, sometimes more. So I think you know. You know, and then Townsend have a pretty good year. You know, good offensive player. He's just those counts about, that are so but like counting. Yeah. Sister, but but Minnesota is in the playing. They're yeah, yeah, what, yeah. seven or eight right now. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel bad about Towns having to drop having to drop Towns, but it's a it's a tough comp- it's tough competition right there. Amen. And when you look at the you look at the other three teams, you know, Denver. Uh, having a better, you know, slightly better year than Minnesota, mm-hmm. Utah, Philly, much better sure. year, mm-hmm. and Philly and Bede, you're not taking mm-hmm. him on. Maybe. No, no. If you if you had to choose right now, who's the first team center, Embiid or Jokic? I oh, go back man. and forth every day on that. And it's, you have you have to do that. That's yes, cool. one of them has to. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> one of, yes, one of them is going to be on second team. Yes, one of them will be on the second. That's the travesty because here's the thing: because all NBA first team is basically the five best players in the league, right? right. How is Embiid not one or Jokic not one of the five best players yeah, in the that's league? Ri- that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I mean, you know, based on how ridiculous it is, I'm just gonna, you know, use a ridiculous standard and just say, and just say, I'm gonna keep Embiid because Jokic, you know, he got he got his props last year. Embiid, Embiid, you know, he, it's his time. He fits, he, fits, he fits the narrative a little bit better this year. Um, and you know, uh, you know, and I love I love his, you know his trash talk. So I'm gonna put it. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll give it to him on trash talk. I love yeah. it. <laughs> All right, now, whoo, it gets tough. The wings. Okay, so, or front court players, for lack of a better term. <sighs> okay, you got Giannis, LeBron, Jimmy Butler, Kevin Durant. See, here's the, Luka Doncic list as a point guard, which, whatever. Jason Tatum, you got DeMar DeRozan, you got Draymond Green, you got Bam Adebayo, I mean, I probably, I'm, uh, how many, how many names I gave you already? <laughs> more, more than six. Wow. <laughs> we only got six spots. <laughs> and these, these are the, these are the wings. These, these are, forwards, yeah. forwards. Yeah, forwards. These are forwards. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah, Giannis, Giannis is there. For sure. Easy. Giannis is there. You said Doncic is not part of this. No, he's a point guard according to how he's listed. He's a, he's a point guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Durant has missed a lot of games. He has. How, how, how do you factor that in? So I will. So he's going to hurt Kim for his chances to make first team. But if he comes back and is basically who he was, and I'm like, look, how do you not go? Because his team will be better than LeBron's team, right? How do you not go Le- Durant over LeBron on that first team? Here's, that's the basic question we're asking right now. Does LeBron deserve the other first team forward spot on you know, in on All-NBA? That's the question we're asking. Well, probably not. I mean, you got to, you know, I got to, if, if DeRozan is technically a forward, I think I gotta go. I think I gotta go. Giannis DeRozan. DeRozan. That's fair to enough. To be honest, I mean, and I take both of them out because of the games they missed. I mean, don't forget, LeBron missed some games himself. Missed a ton of games to start the season. Yep. You know, so um, and then you know he's like I said before. I mean, you're right. You know, he may have he may have you know decent advanced stats, mm-hmm. but I mean, in mm-hmm. the bottom line, he had that you know the team hasn't been winning. 
You're right. right. I'm going to have to, you know, for, for first team, I'm going to have to hold that against him. And that's Durant, fair. That's because, fair. Durant because of the injury. And we see what it's fair. done to, we see what that injury has done to the Nets. <laughs> yeah, loses uh, 11 of 15 or whatever it was. <laughs> exactly. <Not good. laughs> and DeRo- and you have to reward DeRozan, I yes. think. You know, the yes. guy just, he just, you know, they just, the Heat just snapped his but 10 game, 30 plus mm-hmm. night, you know, 30 plus points a night with mm-hmm. the Bulls, you know, tying Michael Jordan. Uh, for the second best, Michael Jordan, had, of course, always had, also has the first best, you know, at 11. So um, so I got to give DeRozan some props. The Bulls were, uh, were second in the East, I know, going into yesterday. Uh, so I, I got to put DeRozan up there. So I, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. And I think that, you know, again, DeRozan's also a top five MVP candidate. Whatever your MVP ballot looks like, to me, the five players on it and B. Jokic, we discussed them. I think it's DeRozan. I think it's John Morant. And then oh, Giannis, excuse me. God, I forget Giannis. So Giannis is, I put Giannis third after those two. I mean, you could, honestly, if you tell me it's either Giannis, Jokic, or Embiid for MVP, I'd be like, all right, <laughs> like any one of those three. And then DeRozan and Morant, I think that is what your top five looks like to me. Yeah. I okay. Now, so now we're getting into the tricky part. Okay. We're getting to the second team now. Do you automatically, because they weren't on the first team, give, give LeBron in case second team? Because you got Jimmy Butler, you got Jason Tatum also as part of that. Oh man, I think uh, I think I do. I think I think I do mm-hmm. put LeBron and Durant second mm-hmm. team because they, so. you know, they they did a lot while they were out on the court. Um, Tatum kind of had an up and down mm-hmm. year. He's, he he's obviously he's turned it on as of late, uh, and I and I love Tatum. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, that's your uh, guy. Yeah, so uh, you know I love his his talent and his skill, um, and he's like I said he turned it on. It, you know this you can you know I'm not sneezing at a third team for him. You know, oh, that, no, that, no. you know, and remember part a lot of this, you know whether you want to call it narrative or somebody's turn or you know age comes into mm-hmm. it. You, you reward guys who've been there. That's that's just the way it goes in terms mm-hmm. of you know it seep it seeps into the voters' psyche. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you know you you reward Durant. And, and LeBron with that second team, and you give the younger guys that third team, or and also Butler. And Butler on the third team. All right. So now we're down to our guard positions. Woo! Which is the toughest, yeah. They got Luca as a guard, which is crazy. All right. So we got Steph, your boy Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Luca, Trey Young, John ja Morant. This is too hard, man. <laughs> Do you give James Harden, Drew Holiday, Fred Van Vliet, Darius Garland? Good God. Um, what, uh, what's my man from San Antonio? Dejounte Murray. Right. Okay, I just I named like ten guards when we only got six. Wow. You, I don't even think you named Booker, did you? Shit, I, and I didn't even name Booker, <laughs> and I didn't even name Booker. Oh my goodness, this is now this is a beast. This yeah. is a beast because the yeah. young guys you got the young guys like Morant and Trey Young. I mean they're. I mean, they are playing, and they putting up at numbers. a first team level. But I think with with Trey, you like we, you know, you you hold, you, you, you got to punish him. You got to punish him for, punish him for the team, yeah, for what the yes. team has done. Even though he's been great, yes. Um, but you know, I guess you got to be a more of a leader. And, and that's yeah, no, guard, it, it, that's what remember he he started the year saying it's hard to get up for the regular season after what we've accomplished. Dog, that set a bad tone, my guy. Like yeah, yeah, you can't be saying this. I mean, shit, are they even in the playing? They're like, I think they I might think be eleventh. Like, I think they're like, yeah. Last I saw, they were about ten. They were tenth. Jesus, uh, I mean, that's a good tenth team, though. When you think about he, it, you're getting punished for that. So I think first team, we probably would agree. You go Steph and Ja first team, or you go Luca, or you go Luca over one of them first team. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I mean, I was thinking, I was thinking. Chris Paul. <laughs> they, they, the know? best, the best record in the league. How do they not have nobody on the first team All NBA? Yeah, I mean, and 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 like I said, you see, I mean, everybody knows that he's a, you know, he's the probably the major reason why they win. You know, um, wow. So I, I think I think I have to put Chris Paul. Okay, I have to give him that respect. Yeah, and I'm not the biggest Chris Paul guy. Oh, we know. But- <laughs> But this year, I have to give him his respect. He deserves it. He deserves to be on the first team this year. All right. So that's one guard. Who's the other guard? The other guard. Wow. <laughs> yep. Now, you mentioned Doncic. You mentioned mm-hmm. Booker. You mentioned Donovan. You mentioned Trey. Who am I forgetting? Steph. Oh, Steph. Oh, you got to put Steph on there. 
Okay. So you got Chris and Chris and and, and Steph and Steph. The old, the old guard. The old guards. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that means team two has got to be John Morant's got to be second team All NBA. How does that dude not make <laughs> one of the two, top two teams All NBA? You got you got him you got him down on third. Wow. No 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to regret not putting him first. Team. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> but you can't. I mean, I don't think you can. It's I mean, those tough, two guys, the two guys I gave you, they, their teams, their teams are, are better. Good. Yes, you know, slightly, but they're better. So and 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 those guys have everything to do with it. Yes, correct. You know? Correct. So yeah, Morant has to be on the second team. Okay. Then damn, who do you put next? Doncic, Donovan, Booker. I'll go. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I mean, man. It's I guess Trey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'll go. I think I have to go Doncic. Okay, so we got Luca and Doncic. I'm Luca. So we got Luca and Ja as the guards on on second team. So that means third team's got to be Donovan and who Trey or D, or is Trey or Book. Yeah, I mean Booker's Booker's team is better. I mean I hate to Trey doesn't. Des- I mean you know I want to say he doesn't deserve it, but it's just that it's so such a packed it's position. Stacked. It's stacked. I mean, you know stacked position. And it's just because your team. I mean, you didn't think you didn't about perennially who who we haven't mentioned. James Harden not anywhere near this no. list. Like, I mean, but like exactly. you know, a dude, a dude who he ain't nowhere near this list, right? Right. Uh, Drew Holiday not on not on the list, right? Like, I mean, again, guys who yo, yeah, great players are being left off. I mean, no question about it. It is that that's what makes all NBA selection so difficult. It's just like yo, man. Again, and how do you reward? Because it's an individual award, right? To be selected All NBA is an individual thing, but it is done in a team concept. So, how much do you punish for your team being shit? Because, like, look, you putting up numbers, but your team ain't winning. So, what's up? Right. And it's like, I mean, if if all those guys were on shitty teams, then it wouldn't matter, right? But those other guys are doing a little more, most likely. I mean, because even even Trey Young, he we know he has a talented team. It's not like you could say he's on a terrible team and he doesn't Mm -hmm. have any help. That's not true. They yeah. just made. They were just in the Eastern Conference Finals, so we know what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. And and you know the point, especially when I hate to say it, you know it's harder when you talk about point guards and guards because they are supposed to be the leaders of the team. Correct. Right. So if you're not, if the team isn't getting it done, it it, it looks more poorly on you than it would if you were a forward or a center for whatever reason. You know? No, you're you are one hundred percent correct on that, man. All right, we're going to get out of here on this, my guy, which is top five, top five, top five. As of today, of this recording, Tuesday, March 1st, who are your top five teams in the NBA? Go. One to five or five to one? Five to one. All right, number five, I'm going to go uh, the Grizzlies. Mm, uh, the Grizzlies. You just, you know, you got to <laughs> love what they're doing, you know, right now, but all season, really. Yeah, all season. Uh, they, they've been consistent. Uh, they're still without Dylan Brooks. Like, mm-hmm. if it's is he supposed to come back? Yeah, he's coming back. <clears throat> right. So, I mean, you add that guy to the mix. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That, you yeah. know. They have a lot of depth. Tough, really, really tough team. And they're playing very well. And they're very dangerous. I don't care who they play. So, they're five. I got the Heat, number four. Um, you know, on top of the East right now. I do have questions about them. Um, I'm hesitant to say that that they are the that, – that they'll come out of the East because I just feel like they have to exert the most energy – Mm-hmm. Um, they have everything kind of has to go right for them. They have to play so hard against mm-hmm. these against these upper level teams. But right now, you know, you can't take away what they've done during the season or what their potential is. So I have them number four. Uh, I have Golden State three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's so much uncertainty. You know, I, I want to put them one, but I mean, they're, they're they're so slipping. Much, yeah, they're slipping. The injuries, we don't know. You know, mm-hmm. who's coming back from injury? How they'll be? Uh, Clay, obviously. You know, it's going to take him a, a year or so to get mm-hmm. back to where he was, even though he's still probably great. Um, but there are questions there. But you know, three is not a bad place to be. I got no. I got Phoenix number two, okay. um, especially when uh, Chris Paul comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've just been so consistent all year. They know how to win. They take they take every game seriously. We know how important that is. I think and I know then, who your number one team yeah, is. You got to. I got I got to <laughs> go right now with Milwaukee. Um, you know, they they're the defending champs. Uh, we, we've talked about this before. I think Drew Holiday is a better player uh, mm. than, than he, he ever has been, really. You know, uh, 
in the playoffs last year, I, especially in that Brooklyn, in the beginning of that Brooklyn series, he was he was a weak link to me yeah, a little man. bit. I yeah. thought he was a little shaky. You know, you couldn't very really, shaky. Yeah, you couldn't <laughs> depend on him, right? And then as the playoffs went on, and especially when he got to the final, the defense he was playing in the finals was just ridiculous. <laughs> and then he was playing so well offensively too. He became much more efficient, efficient, and that carried over into this year. I think he's a much more confident player. Yeah, this year. He knows what he's capable of. He went, to, you know, he also was part of the Olympic team. Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. I think he's just a different guy that yeah. you can really depend on mm -hmm. now. Um, so I, you know, I think I think that's a tough out. But let me just say, I'm still waiting on this Nets team. I, you know, I, <laughs> if, if they ever, if they ever get, if they ever get these guys to play on the same court, if it, I don't know if it's gonna happen. If it does, <laughs> that's my wild card right there. They can I mean, blow all, they can blow all this up as they should be because a team with. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Seth Curry, and Patty Mills, and that kind of shooting. We don't know what the Joe Harris situation is, but let's. And then you got Ben Simmons as your, as your defensive switch one through five, uh, fast break, putting pressure on the like. That team will be a nightmare to guard, nightmare yeah. because it's just they, they have they have too much. So yeah, but again, that's all if with them. Right. All right, my top five, my top five. I'm going a little bit different. I'm going by who's got what on the on their adjusted net rating right now. Mm. So I'm going to go number five. We have the Boston Celtics. Yo, man, wow. Celtics. And you know what? You know how I feel about the Seas. But, yo, Ime has got them guarding. They're going to overtake the, the Warriors for number one on defense. They're number two right now in adjusted defensive rating. They're guarding a the hell out of people. Robert Williams and moving him off to – non-threat people so that he can come and, and and get involved in the action right switch on the small switch on the wing players and listen defense is a big deal and come playoff time we know what tatum and brown can do them dudes can isolate and score and that matters in the playoffs you don't want to see them in a playoff series no you don't and they, and you know they've been there and they, we talk about who doesn't have the collective like memory to tap back into that core does have the collective memory to tap back into. With Miami, it took every last bit of Miami's energy to beat them in the bubble. It and did. That was, only, that was only a couple years ago. You're 100% right on that. So there at my five. I'm going to go with the Miami Heat at number four. Look, man, I, the Heat, to me, they are like the like, – like, like, they're like the, the Suns in that way where every game matters to them, regular season. They just play hard every game. And they're going to grind you. So we talked about how they stopped DeMar DeRozan. Right. That's a team you ain't going to want to play in the playoffs because you know they're going to bust your ass for seven games. Even if you win, you coming out that series hurt because they just got P.J. Tucker fouling you all series. Like, they just, you're, it's just going to be rough, man. So, and I, any team that can do that, they have a chance to win any series they're in because they yep. can guard. Yep. Uh, at number three, of course, my Grizzly Cubs, you know the deal, doing their thing. Look, I am concerned about them come postseason, right? Because watching their games as closely as I do, so much of their game is predicated on getting steals and getting out in transition and John Morant just attacking the paint, dunking over. I'm like, dog, you ain't doing that in the postseason because you ain't going to be playing the New Orleans Pelicans, the Houston. You know, None of those teams exist come playoff time. Everybody is good. So they're not going to be turning the ball over and all that. But he did so put up serious numbers last postseason. I mean, listen, listen, he he's not... We, He's got this level of no fear in him. Like, he don't give a fuck who you are. He's going at anybody coming for their neck. I do worry about him, though. Every time he leaps up in the air, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, God, no. don't land. Like, I'm just like, because disaster can strike. I need Jaron to get a little more assertive in the half court because, look, come postseason when they load up and they sag up, you're going to have to knock down shots, my guy. And you're going to have to, when you get the ball, that one dribble spin, hey, make something happen. And not only look to score when you get the ball, look to all right, they're, 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 dropping, they're dropping somebody in the lane. Who can I dish that off to? So I'm concerned about that for them. But, you know, they're young. They're going to they're gonna get their lumps and learn how to, how to win in the playoffs. Number two, Golden State. Look, despite Draymond not being out, they're still winning, right? They're still in the second seed, still the second best record overall. Anytime you got that man, Steph, you know you got a chance because he might shoot for from three-quarter court. Forget half court, right? And, and, and lights you up. We've seen him do that. And even with the Chris Paul injury, man, the Phoenix Suns, you got to give them credit. Still, they are number one in adjusted net rating. They they beat who they're supposed to beat. And not just by a little bit. The bad teams, they beat the shit out of them, right? And, and they're winning more than their fair share of the games against good teams. So 
you know, uh, a Golden State. Um, <laughs> and shout out to Dexter Henry. He said, John ducked over Merce, man. Jakob Hurdle last night. Yeah, he did. Go go. I mean, I was like, oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, man, that was sad. That was sad. I felt bad for him. Yo, man, he murdered that too. And I was like, Ooh. That was terrible. Oh, yeah. Listen, and, and Pearl's a good rim protector. He ain't like a scrub out there. He can protect the rim, but no. He didn't look like it at it. That but, but here's yeah. the thing, though, right? Any good <laughs> any good rim protector is going to get ducked on because right. that's just, you're not going to block every shot. I mean, that's just how it goes. And then, you know, again, back to Phoenix. Look, they have unfinished business on their minds. Remember, they were up 2 0 on the, on the Bucks, yeah. right? They, they were up 2 0. So they're like, look, man, we we should have won that series. And they really should have, right? That game three, they don't get that late steal. I mean, it's 3-0. It's looking. Are the Bucks then questioning themselves? Like, oh, no, here we go again. All right? We we got to the big dance finally, and we lose it. But everything turned, right? The margin's so thin. So I like what Phoenix is doing. I wouldn't be mad at a rematch of the finals if we if we got that again. I, I certainly wouldn't. Um, I think the Western Conference will be interesting. And whoever comes out of the East is going to be, they're going to be battle tested. And, you know, injuries, you mentioned to start the show, Mark, and I'll close it off here. Injuries play such a key thing in this. And we love to think that none of that matters. Every year, injuries matter. Which team is going to, because no one's 100%, which team come finals time is going to be the most healthy? Who's going to be 70%? That's who's who's going to win it. That's the question. And that remains to be seen. Anyway, man, appreciate you being on the show, Merv. Tell the people where they can find you. Thanks for having me, of course. Always fun. Uh, you can find me, you know, find me on Twitter at Black Atologist. Uh, like you said before, earlier in the show, uh, check out the podcast, uh, Bill Roden on Sports with the legendary Bill Roden, uh, talking about all things uh, that are socially relevant in sports. <laughs> uh, and of course, you know, check out my writing at Anscape now, used to be the undefeated at Anscape. <laughs> Uh, and on Sports Illustrated. I love it, man. And of course, you guys know where to find us. We are at Seven Footers Pod on Twitter, at Seven Footers Podcast on Instagram, at JS Hector, at Jenna Lemon Selly. She'll be back next week after her Connecticut Sun deal is up. And congrats, course, Jenna. Appreciate appreciates that. No doubt. Congrats, Jenna. And until next time, guys, peace. Spent a couple years out here with these raps Trying to have a plan that we made come true Plotted some jobs but I ain't hit back I don't want to trap, what's a man gon' do? Chevy told me come through to the spot Got a little kickback, bring the whole crew Ride around 10, came dressed in the nines You already know what we really finna do